you don't really know how many decisions are behind the scenes until you are in that seat to make those decisions. Today on the Rising Coaches Podcast, we get the opportunity to learn from the current head coach of the women's basketball program at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, Coach Nicole Woods. Coach Woods started her coaching career as a graduate assistant at SIU Carbondale for two years, but she was then led into an assistant position after another two years at Stetson. Following Stetson, Woods went on to be the assistant coach and recruiting coordinator for five seasons, where she then adopted the associate head coaching position for one year. Following that year, she was recently appointed the head coaching position at UNCW. Please welcome Coach Nicole Woods. Video analysis is expensive, and I'm sure your budget isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels from D1, D2, D3, all the way to high school. Their Angles product is similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video and synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of their D1 teams and conferences, such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, A-10, or even the NBC, just to name a few, have made the postseason. All this while saving thousands and thousands of dollars a year compared to their old companies. Because let's be honest, who doesn't want to save more money? All you have to do is reach out to at Fulcrum Tech on Twitter or reach out to their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com via email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member or the Rising Coaches podcast. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Rising Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Doug Caputo, alongside Alan Major. And the main person we are focused on today is the current head coach for the women's basketball team at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, Nicole Woods. Coach Woods, what's going on? How we doing this morning? Good. Good to see you, Nicole. Good to be seen. <laughs> so, of course, there's a lot we want to talk about, uh, but the first thing we'll jump into is we'll talk about your journey, your coaching experiences. Then I one thing that I noticed about your background as well is you have a long and strong uh, recruiting side of things. Um, so mm -hmm. you've been a recruiting coordinator for a while. So we kind of want to talk a little bit about just some recruiting tactics, things that might help people out, and especially uh, first-year head coaching tactics since you are in a new role now as a, as a new head coach. Uh, so, again, congratulations. But then Thank we'll get you. to the end. We'll talk about the uh, kind of a final segment, a quick, quick segment, just to kind of get to meet you as a person, and then we'll wrap things up. Sounds um, good. But to kind of circle back. So you started your coaching career as a graduate assistant at SIU Carbondale. Um, Correct. And then your first position after, out of a GA was an assistant coach recruiting coordinator, as we mentioned, at Stetson. Um, mm -hmm. So talk about, you know, the grad assistant role as well as the assistant coach recruiting coordinator role and some things that maybe you learned there. My first job as a grad assistant, you got to understand, at this time, there was no video coordinator there. There was no director of basketball operations. And so I did it all. Um, I like to say I literally had my hands my first year in everything except for scouting. And then my second year, I was involved in scouting as well. And uh, my head coach was Missy Tiber, who coached me three years at Belmont Abbey College. 
starting out, it could not have been a better uh, opportunity for me because, you know, as a, as a player, everybody thinks we know everything is easy to coach until you get over there. And you're like, what is, you know, what is this? No question. What is this? What is this? And so, you know, I got my hands in a little bit of everything. I was the travel coordinator because we didn't have a dobo, you know, we didn't have team camp. Uh, or camp at all. I was the one that got the camp off the ground at the time. I was the liaison for everything. And so um, it was a good start for me because I had experience in a little bit of everything um, once I got into, you know, being an assistant coach. And I think a lot of times, you know, especially in this generation, a lot of coaches skip steps. You know, they don't start as a GA or they don't start at a lower level and have to work their way up. So they when they get to to you know a certain level they don't know how to do things and i, I definitely think it it made me well versed um starting there at, at siu and then um, my assistant coach that i had with me at siu bet shelby her first coaching job was at stetson university so when i came up graduating and um lynn bria needed a, a third assistant she called to, to get my foot in the door and then I went there. And so you go to Stetson, which is a great school as well. No, uh, no real academic support. We had one lady that basically did everything for the entire athletics department, did not have a strength and conditioning coach when I first got there. We then got one that was for the whole department. Mm. You get my drift. No video, <laughs> no video coordinator, no, no dobo at the time. And, mm -hmm. But I was ready. I was ready because I had done a lot of those things already at SIU. And um, Lynn Bria really taught me how to be a recruiter. She's the best recruiter I know. Um, she showed me how to organize, um, made me a recruiting coordinator my second year. Um, so this is my second year coaching and I'm the recruiting coordinator. Yeah, you know, sink or swim, right, coach? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Sink or swim. And she she really taught me, you know, how to organize, what to look for, you know, how to really evaluate. Um, and I like to say relationships are my superpower. And she she really um, helped me to see how important it was to connect. You know, connect with not just the recruit, but we called it their their bullseye. You know, that first circle of people around them connect i don't care if it's a boyfriend i don't care if it's a mama church you know church member somebody connected. yeah so, exactly <laughs> yep. no question there's that second level around them and on out that's something that i that i've had basically have taken with me today and is a big part of what i do for sure that keeps you humble too you know as you're kind of moving forward like that like just doing everything like it, you there's no way you could skip steps because the steps are yeah. right in front of you. You got to trip and fall if you try to skip right. steps. So that's right. I know. tripped a couple times. <laughs> a couple times. But, but that accelerated your growth, I'm sure, which is uh, absolutely you know, that's that's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, having the opportunity to be able to run all of those video coordinator, you mentioned even being in the weight room and all that. It sounds like you already prepped yourself prior to. Um, but then following your first position, at St I should say your first position out of the grad assistant at Stetson, mm -hmm. um, you go on to Charlotte and you had took on various roles, assistant coach, and then added mm -hmm. recruiting coordinator onto there eventually. And then yeah. ultimately ended up turning into the associate head coach. Um, talk about the, you know, the time at Charlotte and some things that you learned there. 
Well, Coach Major, uh, when Coach, that's where Coach Major met, met me at UNC Charlotte. I was still a young whippersnapper then, <laughs> you know, still, still, you know, wet behind the ears. And, um, you know, it was, for me, it was a lot, it was a progression, you know. So I'm, I'm working for Kara Consuegra, and then I'm there with Karen Lang, who's now, you know, at Duke. I'm there with Joanna Luca White, who's now at North Carolina Tar Heels. And they were two of the best coaches I know. And so it was different for me because I was able to sit back and learn and watch, you know, how they did things and kind of see, okay, this is something that I would like to do. This is something that I I wouldn't like to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then, of course, learning from Kara. And so then after a few years of kind of getting my basis, because it's different, you know, every level you go to is different. That's when um, Kara allowed me to be the recruiting coordinator. And the biggest thing is two big things I learned from Kara. Um, I watched Kara my first uh, year or so. Um, she she hired herself a personal coach. And, you know, it's easy as the head coach to just say, hey, this is how I am. Take it or leave it. Or not necessarily have a growth mindset. And I watched her, you know, the work that she put in personally with herself to, to make herself a better coach and a better person. And um, I took that. I took that to heart. You know, I have I have a coach now that I, that I hired. You know, right right when I got the job because I know I don't know everything, and I needed somebody to bounce some stuff off of. Um, that would would be number one, and then number two. You know, Kara. You know, I had built up enough trust and rapport with her to where she let me recruit however I wanted to recruit. She she really trusted me with it. She had kind of, you know, groomed me and showed me what she liked, what she didn't like. And so when once I got into it, you know, she Carrie, I need you to go here. I need you to go there. It really gave me autonomy with the recruiting to where, you know, coach, I was one of those assistant coaches that said they never wanted to be a head coach. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, coach, I know. I was. No, I'm yeah, good. I wanted, were, I wanted. No. I remember. I wanted yep. no points. Uh, look, Coach Orlando Vandross called me. He said, "Now nah, I know you said in my office. I know you said in my office. He said you didn't. Well, I tell you what, you, you better be careful what you tell the good Lord. You not you don't want to do it. You're not going to do because everything that I've said I'm not going to do. I ended up doing it. Yep. And and you know, but my point of saying that is, I was the head coach of the recruiting. You know, at Charlotte and. It, it gave me a, a lot of confidence, a lot of, um, you know, experience with, you know, organizing, managing, delegating, things of that nature, which, of course, is the majority of what I do now. And so um, I'm one of those that hasn't jumped around a lot. You look at my career, most coaches, assistant coaches stay a couple years, maybe somewhere and go. Um, and, you know, that, that's not been my track, you know, GA for two years. I was at Stetson for two years. My mom got sick, and that's how I came back to Charlotte um, and then settled in and, and learned and just tried to get 1% better every single day. And it's funny you say that, too, because it's I used to be the type of person who didn't necessarily enjoy podcasts. It's funny. And then now oh, look at me, right? I love oh, every second of it, right? It, oh, it, it, all, it all goes full circle. Everything mm-hmm. always comes back, and you're just like, oh, wow. Oh, this okay. dude is neck deep. He's neck deep. He went from maybe <laughs> I love every second of it, of it now. To like, he, it's, it's up to It's here, all the way up there. He can barely breathe. <laughs> no barely question. Barely breathe. No question. Yep. <laughs> and then you take a big leap 
um, as you know, the associates. Now you are the head coach. So I should say at UNC Wilmington, as we mentioned. So this is your first year and you haven't necessarily had a, a full season under your belt, correct? Correct. So maybe some advice or for people who are looking to start in that head coaching role, or maybe people are same in, in the same boat as you, um, what are some things that maybe you didn't expect coming into your first head coaching position or some things that are just coming out? You're like, okay, well maybe, you know, I, I could be a little more prepared for this or, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you would give for advice. The number one thing for me is going into it, you know that, you know, you're, you're in, in, in essence, the CEO, you're the CEO of, of the organization. And you know that you have to make, be the one that makes a lot of final decisions or just makes decisions in general. But I don't think you really know until you get <laughs> into the coaches laughing. You don't really know how many decisions are behind the scenes until you are in that seat to make those decisions. It's one thing when you're just making the decision, you go here to recruit, you go here. When it's everything, do you want chocolate milk in the locker room? Do you want this on the road? By the time, at the end of the day, I don't even want to decide what I want to eat. You know, just <laughs> let, let me just put something in front of me, you know, <laughs> and let me just eat. And and so it's, it's decision fatigue, you know, just having to constantly, especially when you're first starting up, because, you know, your assistants and everyone around you has to learn what you like, what you want. So they have, they're they doing their job. It's just a lot. It's a lot from, from that standpoint that I, I thought I knew. Um, and, and look, I, I text Kara yesterday apologizing to her about, you know, some stuff that I've done. And then I'm sorry. I'm staring Kara, I'm sorry, but it, and then she texts back. That's that's funny, not funny. Like it's funny, but she knows what I'm what I'm going through. <laughs> you know what's funny though is like ultimately when you think about all those things, it's you don't realize this is going on right now in the cold, but like you 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 get the, a crash course in decision making. Yeah. But what what happens is as as you grow your program and you shape your culture, you're getting practice on deciding what's the best snapshot of each one of these things looks like yep. for us. Absolutely. You know, and that and that's a little trial and error to that, right? Like there's it, you don't always get it right, and that's fine. Because uh, right. even if you mess, you miss on something, that's a chance to learn and grow from it. But, right. you know, every part of the program has a best little snapshot picture frame of what it looks like. And Correct. so as you move forward, you're going to understand, like, you're going to have that picture in your head already. And then that's going to help you shape the decisions you make. So uh, it feels like skeet shooting, though, at first, like you know, <laughs> like a blind man holding a skeet rifle. Like, oh, man, you, just hope you're not you ain't in, never you know, lied. You hope you're not in <laughs> fire when that dude is, you know, squeezing off, you know, round. So you're right. But, uh, I want to circle back real quick, just a little bit to the to the process. And you can mm-hmm. condense this because I know for people listening, Nicole has an official visit today. So. We like to keep it real here on Rising Coaches. This is mm-hmm. like somebody that's real bullets are flying with the schedule. Real also, bullets. She, she took time to jump on with us uh, with an official visit, so we appreciate it. But just um, the, the process of going through hiring, like, you know, was it you and the AD? Was it a committee? Um, you know, were you some of the questions you got expected? Were there any questions that were unexpected? 
Mm -hmm. um, just a little bit into the process of, of getting hired and going through that because a lot of listeners and followers of rising coaches eventually do yeah. want to move forward and be head coaches. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this before I even get into that. Even if you say you don't want to be a head coach, you need to be preparing to be. <laughs> you almost spit that coach. drink up. Oh, I mean, <laughs> So, yeah, look, it's true. Let me let me let me say that. Expect the unexpected. One. It's like it's, a sub, right? Get yes. ready for the minutes you don't know are coming because those minutes yes. are coming. Yes, absolutely. So before I answer that, let me give you a little background. So, like I said, I had no desire to be a head coach, and then it was like I I didn't, and then I did. It was like almost, you know, not overnight, but like I just did. And so um, we lost on that. I think we played maybe that Thursday or Friday in the conference tournament in Charlotte. And I took the weekend, cause at this point I'm like, you know, I, I've done all I can do here. You know, I've done all I can do here. It's time to move on. And I I went into Kara's office on Monday and I said, Kara, you know, I don't know what's next, but I know it's time for me to leave Charlotte. I said, I've done all I can do. Um, I think I want to be a head coach, you know, and, if, and it, you know, I want to put myself in a situation to get that. Um, a little quicker, you know, I've been here 10 years. Um, June will be my 10 year. I'll help you find my replacement. I'll help you recruit until it's time to go. But I think it was Wednesday. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday, Coach, after I had that conversation. I hadn't had um, any conversations with anybody else at first. Carol was the first one. I think by Wednesday, I had two uh, head coaching opportunities that reached out to me. And you talking about a three-week whirlwind. I was interviewing for two positions at the same time. I did not have anything. And so I had to hurry up and get my portfolio together. So I would say, number one, you need to have a portfolio that you're working on um, consistently. Updating it. Good thing for me was I, my, I had a coach in college, Katie Pate, my senior year. She made me um, write out like my philosophy statement after I finished playing. Um, when I was going overseas and that philosophy statement is up on my wall right now with an addition of basically two or three other points that I had already thought about, not necessarily in coaching at the time, but I knew who I was and I knew what I wanted my team to look like, you know? And so I, I went on a crash course to, um, to get this portfolio ready because whether you need it or not, you know, we, you have to use it or not. You got to have it. You know, you got to have it. And so went through a process of getting that together, hired um, an, an agent. My agent's Felicia Hall Allen, and um, she, she helped me so much. She put me in contact with a couple folks that can help really make it professional. I had Matt Olinger that put my uh, portfolio together for me. Uh, shameless plug for him. He was amazing. Um, got that done. And then I did some um, uh, prep, interview prep. Um, that my agent uh, hooked me up with as well. Um, and I'm telling you what, literally, she sent me almost every question I was going to get asked, pretty much. I had a list of questions. I did mock interviews to, you know, well, tell me about yourself. I mean, I can't tell you, uh, my, my girl, she... She took me through the ringer, and I, you know, I thought I was good at telling about myself. <laughs> right, you know? right. And she quick, she quickly showed me that I wasn't good at it, you know. Yeah. And so, um, just putting, simulating, you know, putting you in situations to be able to right. know what's to be expected and know how to answer questions instead of just rambling, which I used to do. 
And so, you know, at the end of the day, I felt prepared. And when you feel prepared going into those interviews and going into those Zooms and things of that nature, you're much more com comfortable and confident. And that comes across, you know, whenever you're whenever you're interviewing. They people feel that. But you got to be you at the end of the day. That's the number one thing. You got to be you because they either going to love you or they're going to hate you. And either way, you know, you went out there and you did you did your best and you put your best foot forward. And so it all it all comes back to that. Mm. And then so going through with 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 Wilmington, was it you, you and the AD? Or was it a committee? How did they? Yeah, it was a committee with Wilmington. Um, so I got a call. My girl Delena uh, called me um, and it, it was something, you know, um, I remember thinking, oh, you know, this this is weird because I again I had always told people I wasn't interested. So this is my first time going through a process at all, you know. And so they emailed interest and I said, Yes, I'm interested. They called me. I probably had a 10, 15 minute intro. Again, tell me about yourself, you know, that that type of stuff. And got a follow-up saying, Hey, you know, we're interested. Um, we'd like for you to do a Zoom. I'm like, all right, great, you know. How many people are doing the Zoom? 11. 11? <laughs> right. You know? You're like, 11. Is, this a, is this a graduate dissertation right. Uh, deal here? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, I'm a token interview. You know, look, they might, I literally went into it with, they might not really know who I am before, but before I leave, whether I get move forward or not, they're going to know who Nicole Woods is and what she can do for Love this that. program. Yeah. And it literally went from there. I got a call pretty much shortly after. Hey, we really like you. We're doing because you got to remember my interviews were happening around the final four. Um, most people don't know. I got a new athletic director April 1st. And the week before that, we had a new a new chancellor. And so uh, like everything's happening. And so they they couldn't do anything with me until that happened. And so the final four is happening. You know, that's when people meet with coaches and stuff. So it's like a whole crash crash course and so my ad uh uh mike oblinger his first day was april 1st and i was in his office april 1st at 8 a.m and i think at that moment i was like now look i'm a recruiter you know i know when i'm being recruited and you know the fact that i'm at in the office at eight o'clock they they might be serious about yeah it, yeah you know? oh the guy's first day of work right you know? the first day of work yeah and he I'm just like, he just got the keys you know? right, he just got the keys. He didn't. He hadn't had his office painted yet. He didn't have anything up, and right. he and yeah. he he was he was amazing, you know. And him and Tiffany Tucker, who I all, I had already had a lot of respect for. Tiffany, um, I was a big Tar Heel fan growing up, and Tiffany played for the Tar Heels, and I knew of her in the business as well as a as a rising star administrator. So you know, everything just lined up, you know, for me in terms of people, the opportunity. Um, still being close to home, which was important for me. It was just, it was a, just a lot, a lot of things that just lined up perfectly. I mean, there's so much more that we could cover and there's so many questions <laughs> I built off of that. I'll be honest with you, but I'm just sitting here biting my lips. Um, so Al, unless you have anything else, I'd say we can cut to the final segment just to make sure to be uh, cognizant over time. Because there's one more question after we'll do something called three quick hitters. Okay. Uh, that kind of, you know, it's like our Steve Harvey family feud version of yeah, getting yeah, on Nicole yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. And then, and then you can give some advice to coaches 
at, you know, regardless of level that are trying to move forward. So they'll, okay. go, te- they'll go tease all of that. So, uh, but no, like this has been a home run. I just appreciate you taking the time to jump on and, and uh, you know, I, I, I haven't been a Wilmington fan before, but I am now. So there we go. There we go. Y'all, <laughs> heard, y'all heard it. Yep. I need some gear yeah. though. I need some gear. I can't, that, I can't, I can't. <laughs> So really what this is, is like you mentioned, three quick hitters, just um, three basic questions to learn about you, kind of personalize you, let everybody meet you as a human being. Um, and then really just short, brief answers. Nothing doesn't have to be anything long or extensive. So the first one is what is one thing that maybe you wish you did more of? Could mm. be basketball related, could be just as a person. In general, um, I wish I would have lived in the present more. I think a lot of times as coaches, we're so busy focusing on trying to get to the next spot, um, trying to get to the next thing, and not necessarily just coaching-wise. In your personal life, with your family, you know, you're thinking about that game, you know, that four-minute stretch. Instead of being present, being where your feet are. And um, I read a book called The Present by Spencer Johnson, and it talked about how we don't live in the present as much. We we you know, focus on those other things. And I try to adopt the the mentality of living in the present. Um, you can learn from your past so that you can create your future. But in everything you do, you need to be where your feet are. I like that. I like that. I just I just kind of wrote that down real quick. Too. On, I, like, <laughs> I, I've said this. I've used this before on this pod. I'm coming to America mode. I'm passing the passing the offering plate around. No chicken bones in this offering plate. Though. That's this right. Is, this is legit. I love it. She's preaching. And now on top of that, what's maybe one, or I should say your number one goal you wish to accomplish in life? Anything in particular? You, you know, I want to be impactful. You know, people say they want to be successful. They want to do this. They want to do that. I want to be impactful. You know, when I was a, a young, I might have been a teenager. Um, you know, I was, I'm a preacher's kid. And so I spent a lot of time in church and I remember I, I had someone prophesy that I would move the masses and I didn't, I had no clue what that meant. I prayed he didn't mean that I was supposed to preach, you know? Um, but I, I know now is, is through what I do. Coaching is my ministry. And um, I, I like to think that I've been impactful already on not just my players, my staff, um, our fans, our supporters, um, everybody that's, that's around, you know, um, I always have the mentality of getting 1% better every day. And I I want people to leave me feeling 1% better, like y'all did when I said I was better than excellent this morning. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of my thing. Perfect. No, that's great. And then I guess the last one I had, I kind of want I this one popped to mind as soon as I saw all the recruit recruiting coordinator positions and all of the history. So um, you meet a new family. Are you the type of person who trusts someone until they break it? Or does someone have to gain your trust over time? I'm one of those that trust someone until they break it. And it could be to a fault at times. But I, I like to see the good in people. Uh, I really do. Um, I, I just feel like there's enough negativity going on in the world. There's enough, you know, of all of the other stuff, you know. I take people for who they say they are until they prove to me that they're the opposite. And, you know, that there's no right or wrong there. That's just how I operate. You know, I'm very much a glass half full type person in general. And so um, 
I, and I also understand that people make mistakes. You know, people do things in the past that doesn't necessarily have any impact on me, you know? And so I, I try to treat people based off of how, you know, they treat me um, when it comes to, um, you know, trusting them for sure. Perfect. And then the final question we have to kind of wrap things up uh, before we get to our closing statement is for any young coaches out there listening, what's your best top piece of advice and how can they accomplish that piece of advice to be able to move up in the industry? Well, you know, your word matters, you know, integrity matters, you know, hard work matters, relationships matter. And so um, one thing I don't think people realize is, you know, we do this a lot. You know, we, we talk a lot. That's what we do for a living. But you really better be careful who you are talking to about different things that has nothing to do with them. Because this coaching world is so small. And for me, you know, my reputation, like, supersedes me. And I'm big on that. You know, my grandma taught me early on, you know, your name is the only thing that you can take away with you whenever you leave this world, you know. And she said, she said, you know, make sure you honor that name and don't co-sign for nobody. I'll never forget it. I didn't even know what co-sign meant. At eight, at eight years old, I never knew. I didn't even know what co-sign meant, but I knew I wasn't doing it, you know. And everything you do, it goes to your name. And your name in these women's basketball streets is all that you have. So sometimes people, I feel like, are like a crab in a bucket mentality, right? They'll pull down their sister or their brother for them to be able to try to go to the next level. And you you don't have to do that. You don't have to jump around to a million different schools. You know, they said that you can't get a head coaching job from a mid-major, you know. Um, I did. You know, they say that you have to be a power five assistant. I was not. You know, they say you have to do all of these things. But when you do things the right way, you know, what's for you is for you. Whether you stay somewhere 10 years or whether you go and be a power five assistant for two years and then get a head coaching job. Every Everyone's path is different. And you should lead your own path how you see fit. I love that. That's love right. That. Yep, yep. Um, so that really, that, that kind of wraps it up. Al, I don't know if you have any final comments before we get to the closing statement. No, nah, Nicole, I, I'm, I, I'm just so thrilled for you because, you know, this is year one and I, I know that excitement, you know, I know what that's like. And, mm-hmm. and even the, you know, you'll, there'll be some ups and downs and the beauty of year ones is there's never another year one. Right. So, <laughs> you know. You get to set the culture this year and yep. you're going to you you don't even know how much you're going to grow by the time you get to April. It'll shock you. And right. so, um, you know, I'm just excited to see what goes on with uh, with uh, women's basketball down there at the beach. So wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, there was a guy named Denzel Ingram that people still talk about, you know, that that I know, you know, a little, uh, pretty well. And he. I was talking about him the other day. I said, "Boy, that Denzel could play," and so yes, he, he finished up over here with the Se- with the Seahawks. He sure did. He sure did. No doubt. Well, yeah, Coach Woods, thank you very much for being on the podcast today, sharing your experiences with us. And obviously, there's a lot more we would love to dissect in the future. But that does it for another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. Again, I'm your host Doug Caputo, alongside Alan Major. Keep working. Keep rising, coaches. 
Dr. Dish Basketball is the number one selling shooting machine in basketball by providing the most innovative game-like training, on-demand workouts, multiplayer stat tracking, and instant analytics that allow coaches and players to be better every day. Everybody's trying to get better every day, right? Why not use Dr. Dish Basketball? All you have to do is mention the Rising Coaches podcast or you're a member of the Rising Coaches organization for an exclusive discount on your own personal Dr. Dish. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.